Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Axon, and I will be your host. Um, I haven't been feeling very good, you guys, and it's kind of been getting worse, and I'm going to wipe my glasses. Like yesterday, I was going to record an episode, and then I was... I was just too depressed to do it, and then today I was, like, feeling way worse than yesterday, so then I was like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. That's just what the episode will be then, you know? But I'm going to wipe my glasses, and then, like, I do have this ritual about lens wipes, where, like, I just see it as this reset. Like, you feel real bad and smudged in the mind, and then you... Wipe your glasses. God, sounds so stupid when you say it out loud. Yeah, I hate this episode so far, but, you know, that's that's just what it is, you know? That's just what it is. Oh, those were some dirty glasses. And now, now they're, they're much better. And you can't take that away from me judgy YouTube guy. <laughs> oh. So like an hour ago, I was um, just on the couch, like really not feeling good. And then I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I think most of my thoughts are in my brain lying to me. <clears throat> but an hour ago, I was on my couch, on the couch and I was, um, I was like, I'm going to go get a twisty from burger and cream. I'm going to come home. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to watch an episode of The Good Place and then I'm gonna record a podcast and I'm going to go to sleep. Because I, I'm in this bad cycle of like being kind of depressed and and like um, working on stuff in the day, having stuff to do in the morning. And then at night, like at midnight, I just don't care about life enough to go to bed and I'm just really sort of uninspired to the point where I just stay up and it's like a depressed staying up and the depressed staying up till 3.30 a.m. when you have to wake up at 9 a.m. That's that just means that you get really tired and then I when I'm tired it's bad like I just feel like there's this, oh, let's not cross my legs. I just feel like that there's this like complete darkness to everything. Like nothing has any color. Dude, my eyes are all gluey right now. My eyes feel so weird. My, yeah, my, my eyes feel like they're full of glue. But so an hour ago, I'm on the couch and I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a twisty from Burger and Cream. So I can already tell that this episode is going to be super disorganized super disjointed this is a broken timeline episode this is like if that movie primer shane carruth wrote it directed it produced it starred in it one of my favorite movies it's a it's a time travel movie primer not famous at all um big recommendation but it's super <laughs> it's hard to approach because it's got a really broken timeline um this episode is going to be a little bit like that movie. Oh, that's so annoying because now I said that that movie is really good and then it makes it sound like I think this is going to be a really good episode and I 
I really don't. I really don't think that. But here's the thing. The thing I always said about the podcast in season one is that the podcast is, it's a self-help tool, space, but it's also just a time capsule. It's just what I was thinking about because I don't know what I was thinking about 10 years ago. I don't have a good way of finding out what I was thinking about 10 years ago. And 10 years from now, I'll be really curious what I was thinking about right now. So I'm just recording what I'm thinking about so that I'll know. And it's also to fight off this feeling where the, the feeling that everything is just slipping away and that there's nothing left and that there's just these sands that disappear between your fingers. And a thousand years from now, it'll all be forgotten. And it will all be forgotten, but it's like the feeling of it is, I don't know, it just, somehow I just feel like I need to take a picture of a grain of sand sometimes, you know? And that's what this is. It's just a little snapshot. And so it's a, it's a snapshot and it's a time capsule. And, and maybe if I feel depressed sometimes, a lot of times, maybe that needs to be in the podcast, you know? Like maybe I need to not edit it too much. You know, in Swedish, we have this word, retoucherre, which is like clearly from French, like to retouch something. And it's like when you Photoshop something, but it's weird. Like in English, there's no, before the word Photoshop, there was no word for Photoshopping. I mean, Photoshopping was clearly a thing before Adobe invented the software Photoshop. Anyway, I shouldn't Photoshop my life too much here. I sh I'm going to just tell you guys that I feel like shit, dude. I feel like fucking shit. But so an hour ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to get a twisty at burger and cream. And for those who don't know, like a twisty at burger and cream, man, if you ask them what it is, if you ask the people that work there what it is, they say that it's a little bit like a McFlurry. Like it's like a McFlurry from McDonald's. But it's like so much more though. But it's like that. That it's like a, it's like a ice cream mixed with a lot of stuff. And they got this, this banana s'more. No, banana. I don't know. They, they have this one with like crushed up cookies and bananas. And then I like to add gummy bears. And it's like, yeah. So I was going to go get one of those. So I like meander out into my car and it's like 9 p.m. and I'm, not feeling so good and I'm like I'll just have a twisty and it'll something in my brain will fire off a couple of dopamine guys you know someone will walk someone will walk up to a dopamine and just slap them on the belly but so I get in the car and I'm driving and and um I'm sitting in my car and I'm like so it's like a five minute drive on the highway I get on the highway it's like five minutes and then you're there and it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm so uninspired and so unwilling. My brain is so unwilling to send signals to my muscles that I'm finding it super uncomfortable that I have to press the gas pedal. So I engaged the um, cruise control for a five-minute drive. I just like, I don't even want to push on this gas pedal. <laughs> so... So I just like engaged the cruise control and then just took my gas, my foot off the gas and just sat there and I didn't have to do anything. And I was just sitting there. Oh, my eyes are like tearing up, just fighting the glue. 
And then halfway there, there's like all these emergency vehicles behind me. There's like three cop cars with their signals blaring. And all I can think is like, fuck, now I have to turn off the cruise control. Now I have to put my foot on the gas pedal and like move. So that's anyway, ugh. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to say that you're that you don't feel good. I think that's I don't know. And maybe that's part of why I have to say it, because it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll feel less embarrassed if I just say it. Ugh. That makes... I'm disgusted by that thing I just said. Like, yeah. I don't, like, as if I think I'm a freedom fighter over here, fighting the cause, and it's like, I'm not, dude. I'm not doing nothing. But so I'm driving to Burger and Cream and <laughs> and there's all these cops and I have to like slow down and kind of like move over and press the gas pedal and touch the steering wheel. And then I make it to Burger and Cream and they must not be open till 10 anymore because I roll up there at nine and they were turning the light off. And I was like, OK, I guess I'm not getting a twisty, huh? So that's that's how my life is going. Um, so I just drove home and I was like, I'll just, I'll just do a podcast raw. I'll just do it on an empty belly. No dopamine's got their belly slapped. Uh, I don't even know what to, to say after that. That's where I'm at. It's, you know, one of the things my brain is trying to lie to me about, um, why I'm feeling bad and what I should do about it. And my brain really wants to convince me that the solution to feeling super depressed and catatonic is to do less. Like, that's what my brain really wants to tell me. <laughs> and it, I don't think, I mean, you know, I just talk about the program every single fucking episode, huh? But like in the program, when you do the 12 steps and when you go to meetings and stuff, it's, you know, we say that it's a program of action. Let me just check that it's filming. We say that it's a program of action. And what that means is that you kind of just have to not worry about how you feel. You just have to do the next indicated thing. And you just have to ask what you should be doing. And they'll tell you what to do. And then you do that. And you're not supposed to feel good all the time. And we just got to do stuff. So that's what I've been doing, you know? So I have all these things I'm working on. You know, I'm starting a little company. I'm like trying to get a restaurant job. Uh, got a bunch of projects and it's like I'm working on these things and I do not believe in them at all. I do not believe that any of the things I'm sweating bullets over, I don't think anything is going to amount to anything. And I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to not believe in anything, but. That's what it's at. Oh, God. Okay, I also have to just acknowledge early on here in this episode that I feel upset that there's this comedy special on Netflix by the comedian Bo Burnham called Inside. And it's very popular and people like it and everyone's seen it. And I've seen it many times and I like it a lot. And it's it's him. It's this comedian guy, Bo Burnham, just in a house with a camera and he's just depressed in a house. And I feel like 
now it's as if what I'm doing is derivative of his thing. But it's like, bro, I was doing this before you put that thing out. Listen to any episode of the first season of my podcast. It's just me being depressed in a room talking to myself. Like, I didn't, I'm not, but, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like I'm stealing or something, but it's like, I wish I would have stolen something better. I wish I would have stolen something better because it's also a really, he's, first of all, so then let's say that him and me are trying to do the same thing of just like talking about being depressed in front of a camera. Um, he's so much better than me at that. And also <laughs> it's meaningless. Like I was talking to this girl about how we were like, Talking about, talking through different things that we both, like first we watched the Bull Burnham together and then we both listened to the new Billie Eilish album. And then I was talking about how I think that album is very good and it's very, it's got this, there is a layer to it that's like important because she keeps talking about these things of, um, I don't know, consent and power abuse and different things. And it's like, you listen to it and it's like so... It programs your brain to be a better person. And I said that, and she made fun of me, like, oh, so you're a better person now because you listened to that album? And when she said that back to me, I was like, yeah, I always sound stupid, but whatever. And then she asked me if I thought the Bill Burnham thing was also, like, important, if it had that important layer. And I thought about it for a long time, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's like that's meaningless. I don't know. Whatever. What was I saying? Yeah. So, um, so I've been trying to do stuff. Oh yeah, I've been trying to do stuff and I've been trying to I've been trying to force myself to do things even though I just want to lay on the couch and watch television. But so, like yesterday, I just like worked, it's like four cups of coffee and I just worked on stuff a lot. And then today I worked on stuff a lot. And then at the end of it, God, I'm so tired right now. It's crazy. And at the end of it, I, I just feel like, man, I'd be less depressed if I just didn't do anything and if I just watched television. That's what my brain wants to tell me. My brain wants to tell me that I should have just watched television all day because instead I, um, like I've been trying to, I finished a lot of things with the company I started and then I, now it's like, I need to also get a restaurant job to kind of like hold me over to fill in the gaps and, um, so I got a food handler permit, which took a whole day. Incredible. And I worked on my resume and I got all these versions of the resume for different situations. Like one, if I want to be more like a restaurant manager and one, if I want to do more like fine dining and one, if one more generic. And so I print these rest resumes and I go out and I go to these restaurants and, and it's like, I just like walk up to these restaurants and I'm like, are these people going to be able to tell that I'm like super depressed right now? And then they don't because I have like, I don't know. I have something where when I'm being social, I'm, 
when I'm being social, I feel better. When I'm being social, I don't really have to pretend because when I'm hanging out with people, I just feel good. Um, so I handed out a bunch of resumes and it actually went really well. And, you know, you give someone a resume and they're like really interested and you have an actual conversation and they realize that like, because I have, like, I am at this point, like a good restaurant worker, like, like I got a lot of real experience there. So, so I'm not an imposter there, you know, like, like, I wish I was a brain surgeon, but I'm not, but yeah, but, um, and then it immediately turned into this like nice thing where there's a community and all these restaurants are like sending me between, like, I go to this place, this sushi place. <clears throat> and the sushi chef like was like, yeah, I'm not hiring right now, but, and we talked for a while and he was like, yeah, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't lower yourself to just work anywhere. You should work at a place. I, let me tell you the places that are really good cooking. And he like gave me a list of places that his friends run that are like really classically trained, good people. And so I'm, I'm, I go to talk to them and I'm like, he sent me here. And then when you say that that guy sent you, it's like, there's this warm feeling of community and you don't feel like a, like a spinning black speck just flying through space. You know, you feel like it's all right. So, um, yeah. So I handed out 10 resumes and, and it was nice. Um, the last one wasn't nice though, <clears throat> because the last one I walked into some place called like Gary's place or Gary's pub. I don't know. It's like in Grass Valley. Um, and so before walking into the place, I would like look and be like, are they wearing masks in there? Because if it's a big space and there's only two people in there and they're not wearing masks, that's fine. I'm vaccinated. I'll take my mask off. I'll go in. I'll just mirror them, you know? I'll just try to get on their level and do what they're doing. And then when I'm looking into a restaurant and it's like kind of finer, dinerier, and a little bit busier and everyone's masked up, I'll put my mask on. I'll do what they're doing, you know? But then with the last place of the whole day, I don't look in. It looks like a shitty dive bar kind of or whatever, like a pub, a lot of wood paneling. And so I don't analyze it before walking in and I have my mask on. And then I first, I don't know. Actually, I did in the corner. Of my, I, th I thought one of the bartenders had her mask on. So I was like, I'll do mask. And then I go in and, and there's like three bartenders and one of them is like an older lady and maybe she's the owner. None of them are wearing masks and I'm wearing a mask. And then it's like silly to take it off because then it's too much like you're trying, like you're trying to ingratiate. Is that a word? Ingratiate yourself? You're like trying to make them like you in this contrived way by taking your mask off that you clearly are wearing. Like you were wearing it on the street and you walk in here and you take it off when you go. Yeah. Anyway, so so we have this whole conversation and <laughs> I just felt like she had decided, I think the mask fucked it up, where it was just this thing where she's like, yeah, she was like, no, nah, we're not hiring. Yeah, I mean, we're not. Like, I'll take your resume and like if we're hiring later. I'll... But she had this tone to it where she was just like, nah, there's nothing here for you, man. You're a masker. Like, we're not maskers. Like, there's a cultural thing here. 
Like you're not, you're, you're from the, we're on this side of the river. You're on that side of the river. Like why, why are you even in here, you know? And it's so fascinating because I don't know. Pre-COVID, there wasn't this like symbolism like that. Like pre-COVID, you could go symbol free. And the thing about right now is you can't go symbol free. Because there's a thing, it's a mask or it's a no mask. And I mean, I guess the mask is the symbol and I guess doing no mask is being symbol free. But that's the thing that that's not it. Because wearing not a mask is a symbol now. And it's fascinating to me. Like, I keep getting in these situations where, um, like, I was at a AA business meeting, and it's like, you're not supposed to talk about what who you see there or what you hear there, and it's like all supposed to be there, and you don't, you know, one of the A's is supposed to, one of the A's in AA is about how, so just very generally, it was just, there was a conversation about what do we do about people that, what do we as secretaries, because I was going to secretary or whatever, what do we do about people who don't want to wear a mask? Because the, the, the weird ad hoc set of rules that are right now in place here in California is that a business can set up, put up a sign saying you're required to wear a mask in here. And if people don't wear a mask in there, in this place of business, whatever space it is, a com- some sort of commercial space, whatever it is, if people don't wear a mask, the health department can shut you down. But you don't have any right to enforce it in any way. Like there's nothing, you, you're not allowed to enforce it in any way. So it's a weird like, I don't know, you can... You can ask nicely, I guess. And that's all you can do. You can ask nicely. And um, yeah, what I was going to say is that there was a conversation about this in this meeting. Because it's a business meeting is kind of like a meeting about meetings. That you do once in a while. You do one of these meetings where you hash out issues about the meetings. So in the meeting about meetings where we're having a a conversation, what do we do in meetings when people don't want to wear a mask? In this meeting, there's people with no mask on. (laughs) People refusing to wear a mask, you know? And it's so interesting because it's this thing where one of the most fundamental things about the program and the organization is that you don't want to have any, there are no political stances. There are no opinions. You don't want to get involved in any controversy like that it's a it's a group with just one purpose it's just to help people stop drinking and that's it and it's like there's no opinion on any outside issues and that worked from the 40s when the organization was founded until covid i mean i don't know i'm I don't have perfect knowledge of the history of everything, so I'm sure there's been other things like that. But this is a thing like that that's really testing it in a new way because it's like there are people in the meeting who are like clearly of the opinion that like you are like tell you putting masks on is you guys buying into a scam and you're taking a stance on this thing and you're buying into this bullshit and it's and it's like this. 
it's this thing and it's like, yeah. And we had this super fascinating meta conversation about what do we do about people that don't want to wear masks while there's people with no mask on. And um, we're trying not to look at them <laughs> because that makes it too pointed. It's like you have to, it's like my buddy who's a doctor told me that like the proper bedside manners that you learn in med school, like if you're a male doctor and you are um, talking to a patient and it's like a female patient and she is telling you something like that there's a problem with like her vagina or something. Like if there's a sex issue, like, oh, it hurts when I have sex, it, you know, or this problem or that problem. One of the important things that they teach you in med school in that situation is to not look at her. <laughs> I find that so funny. Like, just don't, don't. So you're supposed to just look down at your pad because eye contact is confrontational. It just is. Eye contact is demanding and it like demands connection and it de demands this like rich exchange. And sometimes a rich, rich exchange it's like too explosive so when you're a doctor and the lady comes in and says that it hurts while when she has sex you're supposed to just look down on your on your pad and just ask her the questions that you need to ask her because like you're 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 a doctor you like have to figure it out like um you there's follow-up questions to that i'm sure um but don't look at her while you ask the questions. And then in this meeting where we're, we're talking about what to do with people who don't want to wear masks, we're like trying not to look at them because it's just so, that'll make it so obvious. And I keep like kind of looking at them. And yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go into like what happened, but it was just a little bit of yelling. It wasn't any, anything that, that it wasn't a huge deal. So, um, Oh, I want to do a water, but there's a third part to that or a third thing that connect to those things. Like I've been trying to get out of the house because I feel like I don't see people enough. Like I'm part of why I'm depressed. It's like COVID is ripping through this community. No one is vaccinated. <sighs> there's all this shit going on. And I just been staying at the house and I haven't been seeing people a lot. And um, so I've been trying to get out of the house. So I, I went to the, there's this website, meetup.com, where they just, people can just put up an event, uh, anything. He can just call it whatever. So some guy here put up a thing where he was like, let's do a writing group, like a fiction writing group. And we'll meet at my house. And like 11 people signed up. And so I'm showing up there. And as I'm showing up there, for some reason, I was getting in my head about it. And I was feeling like, this is going to be like a weird, this is an in-person thing. No one's going to wear a mask. We're going to be indoor. And it's going to quickly devolve into someone just talking about how COVID is a scam. And then everyone's going to agree. And then I'm just going to sit there and like, look, maybe part of COVID is a scam. Like, who knows? Like, I don't just don't want to, I don't want to have the conversation. Like, I'm, I just, the conversation, and this is what I have realized that I have to say to people like because I have these friends that I love people that are like my family you know and then like recently I ended up having a one hour anti-vaxxer conversation on the phone pretty much and what I have to learn how to say is like I can't have this conversation because it makes me feel disconnected from you and that feeling of feeling disconnected from someone that I love is so fucking painful for me 
Like it shakes me to my very core. It's so uncomfortable to feel like you're someone that I respect and you're someone that I like love. And then you, we don't have this, that there's this thing that where we can't see each other. Ugh, it makes me feel awful, awful. So that feeling is something I'm trying to get away from. And so as I'm going to this writer's group, I'm like getting in my head about it. And I'm, I'm doing this thing that in the program, maybe it's called like future tripping, where you just imagine all the worst things that can happen in the future. And you just assume that they're all going to happen. And so I'm trying to find parking. And because I find parking, but the parking is like a little bit iffy, like I might get a ticket. And then I'm trying to talk my way out of even going to the thing because my parking is a little bit iffy. But so then I find a new parking spot and it's a good parking spot. And I'm walking over there and I'm like trying to, and I can't find it. I'm like trying to talk myself out of going. And then I go and it's fine. And it's fine. And it was good. And it was like five of us. And I show up and it's outside on this beautiful deck, like on a mountainside. Like the mountains in Nevada City are the, the, the slopes and the way the city is built on these hills. It's just like so beautiful. And it's this mountainside facing the Deer Creek. I think that's what it's called. And, um, And um, everyone's wearing a mask and we're outside and it's just like you can hear the water in the background and there's just like trees and we're high up. Like the deck is – the slope is so so drastic that like um, on the one end, I'm walking into the building on the first floor from ground level. And then when I get out on the deck, I'm like five stories up just because the slope – yeah, so it's nice, and we're all wearing masks and stuff, and then, and then we're kind of chilling for a bit, having having a. I had a diet coke, and then um, after twenty minutes, the guy is like, "Should we sit down? Should we do it?" And I have no idea what the thing even is. But when we were approaching these chairs, there's like a lot of space. We're spaced out, so the guy is like, "Should we take our masks off?" Everyone's vaccinated, right? And that's. That's what I was going to say about this, that it's like these social situations with COVID that are so new fascinate me to no end because I think there was five of us and four, and what I think is the truth is that four of us were vaccinated and then one of us, one of the guys, this one guy, he wasn't. So it's like there's these two ladies that are like middle-aged ladies. There's me and this other guy who were in our 30s. And then there's one guy, he's maybe like a 60-year-old man, a little bit of a hippie. He's like super handsome, a little bit of a... Look, I'm going to try to not say mean things about people so much on the podcast because I do that too much. So let me just try to not say anything mean about anyone in this story. He's handsome and a little bit of an airhead. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I said something mean about him. Okay, anyway. He's like real handsome. He's wearing a linen shirt and linen pants. Sort of like an off-white eggshell colored linen shirt, linen pants, and sandals, of course. It's like, look, if, I, if I'm if i like, what kind of shoes do you think he was wearing? Do you think he was maybe wearing sandals? So this man was wearing sandals. And I don't, I kind of think he wasn't vaccinated. 
<laughs> and then someone just floated the, the thing. I was like, we're all vaccinated, right? All, we're all strangers. No, we don't know each other at all. We've just, we've been talking for 20 minutes and we've been like, yeah, where are you from? Like, what do you do? Super superficial knowledge about each other so far. Very weird to assume that we're all vaccinated. But so the guy's like, we're all vaccinated, right? And then <clears throat> the middle-aged ladies, me, we're all like, yes, 100% vaccinated. Totally. We're here. Should we take our masks off? Is everyone good? And then this 60-year-old hippie guy, maybe 60, maybe he's more like 55, like still very handsome. So maybe like he's 50, you know, early 50s. He's like, he does this thing. I wish I could explain it perfectly because it's difficult to explain. But he was trying to pretend like what do these people say when they are vaccinated? How do you pretend to be vaccinated? But he clearly got very nervous. So he's like, yeah, 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 I'm a believer. That's what he said. I'm a believer. And then we're like, okay, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah, I believe all that stuff. And then he nervously started singing the song, I'm a believer, which is maybe like a song by the Beatles or the Monkees or someone in the 70s. I don't know, like a song from the 60s. You know, like when I, when I saw her face, now I'm a believer. I used to not, maybe it's a song about I used to not believe in love, but then I saw her face and now I'm a believer. I am not going to sing it because it's like, it's already feeling bad that it's such a dad song. Like my dad loves that song. And it's like, ah, oh, singing that song is like such a dad move. Irregardless, which is not a word. Um, <laughs> he's like singing this song. I'm a believer. <laughs> And it just cracked me up because it's like, bro, you're just pretending to, you're just like trying to emulate like what do people who are normal, yeah, I don't know. He was like, what do the normies do? And he's just like started snapping his fingers and he started singing, I'm a believer. And it's like, yeah. And then we were like, eh, okay, we're good with this, I guess. And everyone was just like, yeah, I don't really believe that that guy's a vaxxer. No one said this out loud, but I think everyone thought the same thought. Everyone was like, yeah, that guy's not vaccinated, but whatever. We're outside. We're spaced out really far apart. There's five of us. Four of us are vaccinated. <sighs> Let's just take our masks off. And we did. And it was like a great time. And we all talked about our little writing projects. And I enjoyed it. And... It was a good moment for me to get out of the house. And then the guy who organized it was really into it. And he emailed everyone and was like, okay, so let's do the thing that we in person agreed on and, and, and exchange some writing. And then I was the only one to respond and send my writing and then no one else responded. So maybe no one else liked it. Maybe everyone else thought the whole thing was stupid and, and, um, but that's okay, you know? I have to not say so many mean things about people. Like, man, season one, I said so many mean things about my friends. And that's one of my character flaws, you know? I feel bad. And then that comes out as me saying, saying mean things about other people. That's one of my character flaws. I was talking to Marissa, Marissa. Um, friend of the pod, she's been on a couple of times and she had, um, 
So she's in grad school for social work and she posts about a lot of social issues. And then she had a classmate or something in this class of 900 students or whatever. She had a classmate that follows her on social media and always sends her mean messages about how she's not woke enough and how she's problematic. And this person does it in like a super mean way. And it's like that thing. I know what that thing is because that's what I do, you know. That's just that you feel bad yourself. So you say something mean about someone else because I don't know how it works. I don't know why I don't know why I do that. I don't know why anyone does that. Like why do I say mean things about people? I don't know. I wish I was like Javi. Javi's perfect, man. Javi's so perfect, like Sometimes him and me are talking and hanging out and I'll just start talking shit about someone and I'll talk about how stupid someone is and he'll just go with along with me and be like, yeah, the person is so stupid, but he doesn't even think that. He doesn't think, he never says anything mean about anyone else because he doesn't need to, but he's such an angel that if the situation, if it's, if the nice thing is to be mean, then he'll be mean. <laughs> like that's how nice he is because if he's just semi-nice, he would always say nice things. And when the th nice thing is to say mean things, he wouldn't go along with it. But he's so nice that he'll even say mean things. And then, yeah. Yeah. I realized that one time when I was, yeah. Yeah, we met this super annoying person. And I was like, wow, that person is annoying. And I like listed off all the things about the person that was annoying. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to stop complaining about the person now. And then I thought about one more thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to say one more thing. And then you're all – and he, he filled it out in with a couple too. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to say one more thing about how this person is annoying. And I, and I did. And then I was – and then Javi was like, okay. I don't, and then I was like, I don't need to say one more annoying thing about the person. And, and that's when I realized I was an asshole. So let's drink some water. Um, this episode, because we're not feeling so good and because there's no color to anything, because everything is dull and colorless, we're going to drink three different brands of unflavored sparkling water. <laughs> and we're going to start with the good one. Big fan. Talking Rain. I bought this one in Seattle. I brought it down here. Oh, I love Talking Rain. Original. Zero calories. Oh, it's hot in the attic and that's cold and those are some crispy bubbles and that's 10 out of 10. Because you can't fail if you don't try. And that's what unflavored sparkling water is about. <clears throat> you can't fail if you don't try. And this is not trying. And so it succeeds. Man, is this making me miss Seattle? You know, when I lived in Seattle, I would tell people that I didn't like it and I didn't like it and I wasn't very happy there. But I am realizing that there were certain things I was taking for granted there. You know? 
I wasn't in one-hour anti-vaxxer conversations every day, that's for sure. Because those people are educated. Those people up there, they have education and they have sense, sense to them. Oh my God, that's so good. Okay, so this other thing that I've been doing, um, I've been going on this, there's this website, nextdoor.com. Now, I've been familiar, I've known about this website for a long time. I've known about all these, like Meetup and Nextdoor, like, I've always felt like that's for people who are like desperate to meet someone, to to meet other people. Or like for connection or something. And now I'm just that desperate. So now I'm on these websites. Excuse me. Oh, the rain. The rain is talking. Um, so I'm on Nextdoor and it's a website famous for eh, being a little bit racist. There's being, there's a lot of, um, yeah, for those who are not familiar, familiar, it's a social website like Facebook, but you're in this smaller group and the only way to get you're 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 only talking to people who are next to you in your neighborhood because the only way to get on the website is to say what your address is and then they send you a postcard with a code and then you put in that code and then you get onto the neighborhood where you're at. So you know that everyone you're talking to are everyone's living close to you. Whatever. That's the system. It's like a tiny, you're in this tiny little group and you know that everyone else that you're, that can read these posts or whatever are living very close to you. That's the premise of nextdoor.com. Um, and then it's sort of famous for being a lot of white people who are like, will write a post about like how there was a black guy in the neighborhood and they're like, I saw this suspicious character and then they post a photo and it's just like a black guy made, minding his own business. <laughs> it's like, and everyone's commenting like, yeah, he looks really suspicious. And it's like, why is he suspicious though? Cause he's a black guy, you know, it's, uh, it's that bias, you know, but, um, so that's always been my impression of it. And then I got on there now and it's like, it's the, first of all, it's the same thing where, man, there's a lot of anti-vaxxer conversations on there because people will post like, now you can get a free vaccine here and now you can, and it's just like, yeah. It, and then there, it's a war because the website managers, the admins, and not even the local admins, because there's like in the neighborhood, there's a couple of promoted people that have to like keep the peace. There's some sort of corporate office far away somewhere Um checking all the messages and deleting anything that's like anti-vaxxery, any COVID misinformation. So that stuff gets deleted really quickly. And then people will post again and be like, why did you delete my post? And they're really angry. And then people who like the vaccine are like, well, maybe you shouldn't spread misinformation. And it gets really tense. And it's like this war. And a part of me when I'm like not feeling good and I'm on there, a part of me, like this childish, unhealthy part of me is like happy <laughs> because I'm like, well, at least my side is winning, you know, like at least people with my opinion infiltrated big tech and like at least the censorship is just going one way. And it's like, I don't know, like I don't really have an opinion on this because it's like, it's tough, you know, like 
I wish we could have the conversation and all everyone's questions could get addressed and we could end up with something where everyone agrees because that's the idea with free speech, that the solution to bad speech is like just more speech that will convince people that the bad speech is wrong. But the thing is that it's not working, you know? People are just... In America, it's not working. People are just drifting apart and they're just getting angrier and angrier and they disagree more and more. And and you can't sit it out anymore. You know, AA used to just be able to say that they don't have an opinion on outside issues. They, it's just a group about staying sober and that's it. And you're not allowed to bring in anything else. And then now this is not possible anymore. What was I talking about? Nextdoor.com. Okay. So I'm on there and it's like, sometimes I even write mean messages. Oh, sometimes I even write mean things to people. Like people like really angry anti-vaxxers and I'll write a comment and like say something mean and then they'll like respond mean and be like, call me a baby. And it's like, it's such a bad space to do that because you know that the person that you're insulting is living like five minutes from your house. Like you don't know where, but you know that he's living five minutes from your house because that's the entire premise of the website. <laughs> it's so funny. I should at least do it on some other place, some random place. But now sometimes I insult people on there and it's like, oh God, I do not have my shit together. Uh, but so there was this lady who was like, um, said that she had free plants and she put up a picture and it's like house plants. It's like 40 different house plants in pots, like nice ones, big ones, small ones, all kinds. And so, and she put her phone number there and, um, or I messaged her and we exchanged phone numbers. And then I, um, again, how, how do I? I'm going to try to tell this entire story without saying anything mean about her. Um, but it was all, it was quickly a little bit kooky because we were immediately oversharing a little bit and saying some weird things. But, um, so she's like, call me in the morning. I'll, I'll be at my house at 8 a.m. You can come pick up some plants. So I wake up at nine. I set the alarm for nine one of these many, many days where I make up something I have to do and I go to bed at 3 a.m. and I wake up at 9 a.m. to do something not that important. Um, so I call her at 9 a.m. and she's like, yeah, come over. And I um, I go over there and it's like, this that day, man, that turned into such a trip because it's like, I go in and she's got all these plants and I'm like, oh, nice plants. And I start grabbing some plants and stuff. And she's like explaining, trying to trying to get me to take them and like explaining what they are and how you take care of them and why they're great. And this one is just like, it looks a little bit wilted now because I haven't watered it for a few days because I don't want it to be heavy when you take it. But water it, it'll come back. This one's going to flower like this. She's being super nice. She's like, I got all this free stuff. Everything on this whole part of the yard here is just free. Like grab whatever you want because she's moving out. And so I grab all this, a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, I'm trying to be a neighbor and she's giving me free stuff. So I'm like, can I help you carry some stuff? Cause you're moving. 
and you have a huge U-Haul. Like not like I've mentioned how I drove down to California in U-Haul maybe 15 times already on the podcast, but her U-Haul is twice the size of my U-Haul. Like the big truck. And it's empty. And she's got a lot of stuff. And I'm like, can I help you carry anything? Like, I don't see anyone helping you here. You're alone here. So like, and she's like, yeah, you can help me carry some stuff. And yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to try not to say mean things about people on the podcast, but I can say this about this lady because her and me are a little bit similar. This lady didn't totally have her shit together, and it's a little bit like me. Like, where it was very, it was kind of disorganized, and she had a lot of stuff, and I offered to help her, and then she told me this one fascinating thing where, like, she was moving very suddenly because she is like, I saw a documentary on CBS about the Paradise Fire, like the fire that happened like two years ago or whatever. I saw a documentary on Netflix about it called Paradise, but or maybe Fire in Paradise. But she saw some other documentary, and she's like, at the end of the documentary, she says like that she was just crying and shaking and terrified because that's when she realized that there's fires here every year. She's been here for five years, but it didn't land with her until she saw a CBS documentary, which I just... I struggled to figure that out, but that's what it was. And it landed with her. And so after this CBS documentary, she like called all her friends and was like, can I come stay with you? Cause I'm in danger. That's what she told me that she told them. And you know, to each his own, if that's, it's that, if that's how you feel about it, then that's, you're not wrong. There's definitely fire. There's definitely lots of fire everywhere. But so she's very suddenly moving out of this little place she's renting on this property and because she saw this documentary. And so I offered to help her. And then she goes like, could I give you a couple of bucks and you like help me all day? And you know, any person who has their shit together, this is like a Tuesday at 9 a.m. Any person who has their shit together is going to be like, lady, it's a Tuesday at 10 a.m. Like I have things to do. But, you know, this Swede right here, he's, like, just tumbling through life. And I didn't have anything. (laughs) I didn't have anything going on. It was a Tuesday, and I had nothing going on. That's not exactly true. I honestly, I can't remember. But but I, um, I had to do one thing or whatever. So I told her that, like, okay, I can help you. But I am... I have to just go away for 30 minutes and just go to this. It was something about the company. I was, I can't remember. But so I was like, you want a coffee and I'll get you a coffee. And, and then I left. And, um, and then when I came back an hour later, she was telling me how she had, while I was gone, she was like, I thought you were just looking for, I thought you were just making up excuses to like get out of here. And um, I thought you were just trying to get away from me. And I thought you didn't like me. And I didn't think you were going to come back. And then I was like, yeah, that's how I feel too all the time. 
And I told her, yeah, that's what it's like to be a human. That's what I responded to that. <laughs> Such a weird thing to say, but. So, yeah, we're just out there being two weirdos, okay? So then I offered to help her move. Absolutely brutal of a thing. Just like that. To be like, helping someone move is brutal. And just be two people, brutal. But. After I, I don't know which order to say this because I have a couple of things to say about this, but like after I commit to helping her, I realize what she owns. Like she doesn't own what I own. I own weird stuff. Like if if she was helping me move, she'd be like, this guy was weird because like why does he have four computers and two of them are broken and like five phones and four of them are broken and three iPads and two of them are broken and two printers and one of them is broken. Like why does he have all this broken shit that he's like schlepping around? I mean, I'm exaggerating. That's not totally true, but whatever. But <laughs> I commit to helping her move. And then afterwards, I realized that what she owns is mostly bricks and rocks. So, yeah, I, um, I carried about eight, 9,000 pounds of rocks and bricks that day. And I filled up U-Haul, and then I filled up my own truck, and then um, I drove all the way down to Sacramento with my truck next to her U-Haul, drove for an hour, and and then I drove back. And uh, she got me an egg salad sandwich, and she gave me a couple of bucks, and it was nice. And you know what? Here's the thing, man. I did that because that's the program, you know? <clears throat> and let me be super cl clear here. I'm not... I did it because it's important to be a good person in this very specific definition. For me. For egotistical reasons. It's like, I feel bad all the time and I want to... Oh, God. How do I explain this? I feel bad and I don't want to feel my feelings, so I do these addiction things that I talked about in episode 51. But those things are bad. So the program tells us that what we should do instead is we should help people. You know, that's that's the 12th step. Out of There's 12 steps. The last step is that you help people. And it's like you help people and you have to do things that are actually helpful to other people in a practical, real way where you spend your time and your effort and your stuff on helping someone. Because that's, that feeling you get from helping someone is the one, is the only thing you can have. It's the only thing you can strive for that can help you stay sober. That's it. It's like, because if I was saying here that like I helped her to be a good person, then it's, it undermines that to then do a podcast episode and talk about what a fucking good person I am. Because that's not it. It's not about being a good person. It's for me. I, sometimes I, when there's an opportunity for me to help someone, I have to just like, really really help someone because that's the only thing i've found i don't know the, the working theory is that that's the thing you got to do 
to feel better. And to, oh, the chair the whole time was like all wiggly and I just needed to push it down. Christ, I had it so much better. I don't know. I helped her for me, you know. But it turned into a... <laughs> it turned into a very big favor. It was like, I woke up at 9 a.m. and I went over to her house. And then when I came home at 8 p.m., after filling the U-Haul, filling my truck, driving down to Sacramento, unloading it all, and driving back, it was 8 p.m. And, and I laid on the couch and my body felt completely destroyed. And I was like, well, you know, my entire life I've organized everything about around being a shit person. So, if this is my contribution to humanity that I helped one lady move once, then I don't even know what that means, bro. Anyway, let's do another water. Dude, she's such a nice lady, though. She like, she's got all this stuff and she's like giving away all this stuff. And she's like in her late fifties. And the whole thing was like very, uh, nomad land, the movie nomad land by that Chinese director, a movie that I, is this a twist top? No. Oh man. I have to be careful with this bottle opener because I used this bottle opener yesterday to open a glass bottle and I just do it too aggressively. And I just took off the entire top of the glass bottle. I just shattered the whole top of the glass bottle. And then I don't know if it's a hangover from working in restaurants, but like when that happens in restaurants, you just have an, an MO where it's like, okay, this is a disaster area now. And you just clean it up really quickly and get it all out and throw everything away. Like that's just how you do it. And then yesterday I have this, it's a bottle of no, it's not the same drink. It's Jaritos. It's a delicious Mexican soda. And it was a pineapple Jaritos. And I sliced off the entire top of the glass bottle and the whole thing shattered. The whole top shattered. And then I was just like, okay, I'm cleaning this up. I'm going to throw it away. And then Javi was like, no, I'll drink that. It's like, Javi. <laughs> Javi's never worked in a restaurant. I don't know that actually. No, he has never worked in a restaurant. But maybe that's not why. I don't know. Javi and me are very different. So this is Minaragua, which is such a speaker's delight, first of all. Very nice to say Minaragua. Because it's like everyone knows that agua is water. Everyone knows that agua mineral is sparkling water in Spanish or like mineral water or whatever. So Minaragua is just like such a beautiful... Ah, such a beautiful thing. Uh, so this is plain, unflavored, sparkling water. Is it from Mexico? Made in Mexico. So this is like Mexican water. Oh, let's try it. Oh, I love plain, sparkling water. I love it. It's so hot in this attic. Ah. <sighs> Somehow I'm reminded of that thing Michelle Obama said where <laughs> I love Michelle Obama. I love Barack Obama maybe more than anyone else on earth. I mean, not that I'm his number one fan. I'm just saying 
he's my favorite person. But um, but I also love Michelle Obama. But I understand a little bit people who th find her a little bit annoying because there is this thing she said once about like how you shouldn't drink coffee because the best thing, if you want energy, just drink a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing her, obviously, but she did say, like, if you feel tired, if you feel something, if you want more energy, if you want to feel better, drink a glass of water. And it's like, lady, you know, you know what that tells me? People who say things like that were born with brains that out of the box already feel pretty good. Because if your problem in your brain is so small that you can drink a glass of water and that solves your problem, <laughs> then your brain didn't come with particularly big problems. <laughs> because other people have to like, you know, wash down a couple of sandy bars with a with a rocks glass full of whiskey, you know, to solve their problem, you know. Um And Michelle Obama is like, why are you drinking whiskey? You should just drink, just, you know, if you have a problem, just drink a glass of water. Which is funny because it's like, yeah, no, I was going to say because she's definitely had to work hard for things, but that's unrelated. It's like the brain is the brain and it's unrelated to everything else. Like. Look how fun this bottle is. For all my friends on YouTube, all 20 of you, or all three people getting me 20 views. How nice is this? Minerago. Oh, Jaritos. It is the same brand. It's just that their plain sparkling water is called Minaragua. Oh, yeah, this is the same thing as the thing I shattered yesterday that Javi then drank. And he's, like, dr gonna drink from the shattered bottles. I'm like, hold on. Let me just at least strain it. So I strained it into a glass. <sighs> I was definitely talking about something there, and I can't remember. Yeah. Oh. This new shock mount, it's, it's good, but it's also bad. Um, yeah, we're at an hour, but there's this one thing I've been thinking about that I want to talk about that's like, yeah, it's a long thing, so maybe I won't. What else has been going on? I mean, yesterday I was feeling a little bit like I'm feeling today, and I was just like so tired and so, I worked so hard on so many things. And I finished so late. And then there was like, it's like 9 p.m. And I just wanted to hang out with someone. But it's like, I don't know, late at night, if you want to hang out with someone, the only person that people hang out with when they are, when it's late already is like, you hang out with your girlfriend. And Uncle Joe Kim doesn't have a girlfriend right now. So, so then I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I think I have like very, very serious social needs and that they are not being completely addressed because I see people all the time, but somehow it's not enough. So yesterday I, I'm, I just was so tired and I had been on my computer working for so long that I, 
do this thing where I, I just, I had a box of food that I was going to eat and I didn't want to just sit there in the living room alone and eat it. So I just got in the truck and I drove out of my high driveway, but instead of turning right when you hit the highway where you hit Nevada city and then grass Valley and everything. And then that is in that direction. Instead, I just turned left because if you turn left, you go east on highway 20 and, um, if you drive for an hour, you get to Lake Tahoe and, um, you, there's just like forest and mountains. If you go left, there's just forest and mountains. And the first, first, it's like these beautiful lookout. Like you just, the view is just, you're driving on this mountainside. It's like 30 seconds from the house. It's beautiful. So I just drove left and I just took a left and. I just listened to some loud music and I just drove along in the truck and because I know that there's this spot and I couldn't really remember how far it is, but there's just this spot that I'm always driving past when I'm driving. I've driven to Truckee and Tahoe like a couple of times because it's where I got both of my vaccine shots, you know, been vacaying and camping and stuff there. I've been there like five or six times or whatever. And uh, every time I pass this spot and it's like on the very top of the mountain, the highway just cuts right across the mountain and you're really high up and there's just this lookout spot that they made. And I never really stopped and really like did it. But so I drove there and I realized that it's only 14 minutes from the house, which is awesome. Now I'm really like, it's almost like I'm doxing myself because I'm describing with such specificity. <laughs> I'm really triangulating where my home is. But um, disregarding that, I it's called the Jefferson Creek Lookout. You get there and there's just a sign that says Vista Point and I just pull over and it's like maybe 10.30 p.m. or something and it's dark and it's just in the middle of the mountains and forests. And you can see in the distance, in the horizon, because there is some little bit of a cloud covering, you can see light bouncing off of the cities. Like it's not completely dark. You can see light coming from a city far away, bouncing up into the clouds. And you can see the clouds lit in certain spots. But other than that, it was like so incredibly dark. And then, I don't know. Ugh, it sounds lame, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just sort of <clears throat> sat and tried to do a little bit of a meditation. And and I um, ate my little to-go meal and I poured too much hot sauce on it. God damn it, El Favorito in Grass Valley has this hot sauce that's incredible. It's, um, I don't even know if you should call it a hot sauce. It's a salsa. It's a super spicy salsa that's like watermelon. So it's like watermelon juice and something spicy. I don't even know what. But the sweetness of the fruit together with something extremely spicy is so delicious and so flavorful and like... The beautiful sweetness of the watermelon really comes through because it's, it's as if it exists on a totally different flavor frequency. 
so they like don't interrupt each other. They both get so much bandwidth and you taste them both so much. And it's like, I was telling the buddy about this and, and she was like, yeah, she was telling me how her favorite one was an applesauce, like a super spicy applesauce. Like that's her favorite salsa. It's like an applesauce salsa. And it's like, man, I really want to try that because that also sounds really good. Um, but so I had some hot, hot sauce and it's so spicy and I poured too much. And then I'm just standing there in the dark on this, on the top of a mountain, completely alone, just alone in the middle of the night. And my mouth is just on fire. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just keep having these moments where I'm like, what am I even doing? Like, how did I end up on this? But, um, but that was nice. Just getting a little bit of fresh air. And then I had this pillow and I just, Lay down in the bed of the Tacoma and just in the back of the pickup truck, just lay down and just looked at the stars and it was fucking nice, bro, because you can, you can see the whole Milky Way thing where it's like, it's so many stars that they're just kind of like a white shimmer. I don't know. Whatever. That's lame. I don't only do lame things, but that's all right. Um, let's do the last water. This one is called Liquid Death. This kind of sucks because this I, I this water kind of pissed me off because it's like this sort of came onto the scene last year in 2020, and um, I think so at least it came onto my radar. And you know, when it comes to sparkling water, my radar is pretty good. You know, like that's kind of my radar. Like, if I didn't know about you, you didn't exist. So, so this came out last year. It's sparkling water or still water. And the brand is called Liquid Death. So there's a lot of marketing here, okay? Sparkling water, murder your thirst. The whole thing is like, you go on their website, there's so many jokes about like, and there's like some weird zombie head on it, but it's sparkling water. It's unflavored sparkling water. So last year I I contact them because I was like, this is like, they should really want to, they should not, I almost said sponsor my podcast. They should send me some samples because it's like from the Austrian Alps because it's like, um, they seem to be really hip with marketing and cool stuff and want to get out there and, and um, they should send me some samples and they never even responded. And then I emailed them again and they didn't respond and it, I don't know. I was peeved by that. And then here's the thing. A podcast that, let's say it's my favorite podcast. Not that I listen to it anymore, but it's just the podcast that it, it did. I listen. It's this podcast is very inspired by it, honestly, because it's, so it's, it's called this past weekend with Theo Vaughn. I don't listen to it anymore so much because I listen to plenty of them and I, I kind of, you know, you can be done with it. Um, but it's like this guy and he, he talks through his issues and it's nice, you know? And, um, and he's very different from me. So it's not like we have any of the same opinions on anything. And he's kind of a shitty person. Like he's kind of like this, you know, right winger and has a lot of opinions 
that I don't agree with. And but that's not the point because he is honest about emotion stuff, and it's just like it's nice, you know. And it and um, and there's the sobriety angle where where when before I got sober, I actually listened to his podcast a lot, and I honestly don't know what inspired me or like how I sort of put the puzzle together to just like get to a place of enough maturity and wherewithal to just quit everything. I don't know how I ended up there. If I'm being completely honest, I have a couple of narratives that I will tell people stories about how I got sober or whatever, but I don't know what the reality is. Um, and that's the theme of this season that we don't know ourselves, but um, that's so lame. But that podcast probably helped because sometimes he's a little bit vulnerable and he talked about his journey of how he got sober and, and he keeps relapsing, honestly. So it's like nothing is perfect. But um, what I was going to say about it is that six months ago, they liquid death started sponsoring his podcast and it's like, motherfuckers, what? So you were just too discerning to be on my podcast? Not that you even have to sponsor it and pay me money. Just send me some samples. I felt offended because it's like they're saying that it would hurt their brand to be on this podcast or something. But, you know, I decide what's on this podcast. So here it is, you know, man, I hope this tastes like shit. Because they ignore all my emails. Ugh. Liquid death. Yeah. I'm going to taste it and then I'm going to um, <laughs> read all the shitty copy on the side of the can with great derision. I'm going to be super condescending about all this. Oh, God. One's cracked open. No thirst is safe from liquid death. Okay. I am really thirsty and it's like cold in my hand and I know I'm going to love it, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's worse. That's worse than Mineragua and it's worse than Talking Rain. Yeah. Also, I don't like how it looks like a beer. Like the beer, the can is sort of a beer can shape and it's big like a can of beer and it's black like a beer. And I don't like that. It's triggery. It's like that thing they say about non-alcoholic beer, how like, yeah, non-alcoholic beer doesn't have alcohol, but like as an alcoholic, you shouldn't drink it because you're engaging in too much of the ritual that you're trying to get away from. Like you're acting out the motions of drinking beer. So you're getting yourself too close to it. And it doesn't matter that you're not actually putting alcohol in your body. This feels like that. This is like me. Like 30% of my mind thinks I'm drinking a Guinness right now. And I'm not, but 30% of my mind is like getting used to the idea of a relapse that I might be pretty close to at this point. Oh, because I just cannot seem to find color. Everything is so colorless. And it's embarrassing to say, and I just sound like Bo Burnham, and... 
But that's the truth. Oh, okay. This is like an episode 52 at the very end of the episode. My heart just sank and this great darkness came over me and you can see it on the camera and it's like, I can't even talk for a second there. I can't even talk. And it's like, <laughs> that has a tendency of happening right on the finish line. I have a tendency to not believe in what I'm doing because that's where we're at. We're on the finish line. Oh, this episode is even a little bit too long. I'm trying to make them all exactly the same length. Anyway, thank you for being here, guys. I love you. If you're listening to this, I want you to know that I love you. You know? The fact that there are some people out there listening to this podcast, it's... It makes me... It makes me feel better. I do enjoy sitting here. It's funny, like, there's... Nah, I enjoy a lot of stuff. I don't know, I complain too much. It's all good, man. I found this video game I really like, Hollow Knight. Thanks to Elliot for recommending that to me. I might send him a message right now and being like, man, that's such a good video game that you told me to get. It's like incredible. It's a little bit too scary, though, to play alone in a house in the middle of nowhere when you don't have a gun. But whatever. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I love you, okay? Okay.